Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Chris, ladies and gentlemen, the New York Giants get their second victory of the season, a 14-7 win over the Commanders, despite the Giants attempting to give the football game away at the end there, man. That's a nail-biting second half, a tale of two halves. Quite a peculiar game, if I do say so myself. The Giants defense all over Sam Howell, the Giants offense booming in the first half. Second half rolls around. You start to see some mistakes. You felt the air get sucked out of the building when Sterling Shepard fumbled that football, fumbled that punt, and Washington started crawling their way back into the game, but they didn't have enough firepower. And as we said in the beginning, before we even started this, we were talking, look, the commanders aren't necessarily too competent of a football team either, but the Giants escaped this game with a win. How you feeling, bro? Man, it kind of just a bundle of nerves and adrenaline right now. Yeah, this game came down to two fourth and one situations. First one, Washington converted. Second one, they did not. And it, it really is amazing how this game just kind of pivoted on indiv- little individual moments. I mean, you could go back to the very first punt of the game, of which there were very many, when very Eric Gray muffed that punt if Quan Martin the rookie didn't tackle unusually well for a rookie defensive back there is a a, honestly probably a pretty good chance he recovers that muffed punt but he couldn't because he delivered a good form tackle and wrapped up Eric Gray like if Washington had recovered that ball right down there inside of the 10 yard line for the Giants or by the by the end zone, this game could have ended very differently. If uh if honestly if their offense was at all competent in the first half, if they even got going like they did in the fourth quarter, a drive or two sooner, or e- maybe even played with a little bit of urgency in the fourth quarter, this game could have ended very differently. But this was a much, much needed win for the Giants, and especially the Giants defense especially the Giants defense. And Wink Martindale was dialing up the pressure on Sam Howell. Sam Howell did not look comfortable the entire game. That includes when they started assembling some sort of offense. He finished the game 22 of 42 for 249 yards with one interception. And he was sacked six times. The Giants entered this football game, Chris, with five sacks. They (laughs) get six in this game. And that's what happens when you play the Washington Commanders. The Commanders are a football team right now where – Their offensive line's not that great, and their quarterback holds on to the football way too long. The Giants in this game outgained Washington 356 to 273, and a lot of those 273 yards came in that final quarter, in the fourth quarter, where Sam Howe was able to assemble some sort of offense. Too little, too late, unfortunately for Washington. Great for the New York Giants, man. And There's a lot to take away from this game. You had the just so many like sways of momentum 
looked like after the replay of the Jalen Hyatt long, I think it was 43-yard catch, his second long catch because the Giants were just creating explosive plays in this game. The Giants were going to put the game away, and then Deron Payne strips the football from Saquon Barkley while the Giants are driving down the football field. The Washington gets put right back into the driver's seat, man. Just a ton of emotion, just a roller coaster. It really was, yeah. And shout out to Tyrod Taylor for how well he played. Oh, yeah. The Giants had five guards on their offensive line. Justin Pugh, left, former left guard, now left tackle, just got here. Uh, you've got Marcus McCathin, basically a rookie, has only ever played right guard, playing left guard. You've got Ben Bredesen, left guard, playing center. You've got Mark Lewinsky, right guard, who was benched, playing right guard. And then you've got Tyree Phillips, a guy who began his career as a right guard in Baltimore, unseated DJ Fluker. He j got here, literally just got here this week, and he's playing right tackle. Now, yes, the Giants gave up four sacks. You you could actually probably count it five if it wasn't for that uh, illegal contact on a big sack of Tyrod Taylor late in the fourth quarter. Uh, still, the Giants' offense looked pretty darn good all things considered like you said they were creating explosive plays at a clip we haven't seen from them in a long long time i would say all this year going back last year it, it has been maybe since pat Shermer was the giants offensive or sorry head coach and offensive coordinator have we seen them create explosive plays like this like darius slayton as a rookie that i think might have been the last time we saw the Giants create big plays at a clip like this. And I guess it just kudos to Tyrod Taylor. Kudos to Tyrod Taylor to the Giants staff for exposing a defense that has a lot of young, inexperienced players yes. on the back end. And we saw them just target. Oh, it's man coverage. Cool. We're going to take a deep shot. It was, it wasn't like they were doing anything crazy or that they were reinventing the wheel. It was essentially just, deep over routes and then the nine route and somebody would establish advantageous leverage and the giants would end up winning in those situations. And Tyrod throws a very pretty football and he wasn't flawless in this game. He missed Wandell Robinson on the one third down, but all things considered Tyrod has this offense moving seven explosive plays is nothing to sneeze at the giants. And this defense no. is the worst defense the giants have played. So we have to lay that out. But seven explosive plays, I think they entered this game with either 14 or 15. So it just goes to show you how explosive this offense was. But there's still so much they have to improve on because, yeah, they were seven seven explosive plays is a lot, two touchdowns. That's all they had. They were still inefficient, and they were still turning the football over. They have to clean those, those aspects of their game up. You can't be fumbling punts. And I hate that it was Sterling Shepard because I love Sterling Shepard. You can't be doing that. Yeah. Saquon Barkley is the heart and soul of this team. You can't allow a defensive lineman to rip the football away when you're driving to score and put a team away in the fourth quarter. So those little aspects of the New York Giants still need to be cleaned up. It's still good on them to get a win. Yeah, the, the Giants were, to a certain extent, lucky they played an incompetent football team in the Washington oh, yeah. Commanders. Uh, I, I have to say, if this was a commander's podcast we'd probably be calling for pretty much everybody to be fired right now but it's not we are talking about the new york giants and this really was a much much needed win and yeah it you can't it wasn't a pretty win it wasn't you can't say it was a complete win like you said there's things that need to get cleaned up special teams in particular although shout out to leonard williams for blocking that kick oh, yeah. that 
was a massive play it, over the course of the game. Again, just one of those little moments where it just kind of adds up in a just dirty brawl like these two teams tend to get into. It always pivots on one or two little plays. How many of those were there in this game? Like you had the Saquon fumble, you had the Sterling fumble, you have the yep. blocked kick, you have the Graham Gano miss kick. If you want to go back in the beginning, you have all the points that were scored, which really wasn't many. It was only 21. You had the yeah. Kayvon Thibodeau dropped pick six. That would have just been a, a huge, huge impactful play. You had all the sacks between both the teams. There were so many just little instances throughout this game where like, like I, I write for Big Blue View an article every week with five plays, five impactful plays. There's like 10 that I can come up with right now. There are so many impactful plays throughout this game that um that seem to sway the the pendulum one way or the other. Yeah, absolutely. And the Giants had a lot of those last year. And last year, those little plays went their way. This year, they, they haven't always gone the Giants' way. I would say this year, more often than not, they've kind of gone against the Giants. But in this game, against that team, Things more often than not went the Giants' way, like with the blocked kick, like with some, I would say, very timely penalties by Washington, like that one to wipe out what would have been a drive-killing sack of Tyrod Taylor. Uh, it, it really, it, I honestly do not envy you that article that you're going to have to write because <laughs> it is going to be very, very difficult to sift through all of those plays. Yeah, you, you might have to go to the analytics and see which ones had the biggest uh, impact on winning percentage and which ones had the most EPA gained or lost. I might need to, and I've never done that before. That's a really good idea. But Dexter Lawrence, finally, he gets his two sacks. You, we watch the tape. People are like, oh, what, where's Dexter Lawrence? It's like, dude, Dexter Lawrence's impact has failed every single game. Now he gets on the stat sheet, four quarterback hits, two sacks. Love Nick Gates. I felt bad for Nick Gates in this game, man, because <laughs> Dexter Lawrence was running through him the entire time. Guard help. It didn't really matter. He was finding ways to split double teams. The Leonard Williams sack was set up off Dexter Lawrence because it was a four-man pressure where Dexter Lawrence just slanted inside as the hammer or the penetrator on a loop with his fellow defensive tackle Leonard Williams as the looper three defensive or three offensive linemen took Dexter Lawrence no one took Leonard Williams and Sam Howell had big 99 big cat right in his face so it just goes to show you the amount of attention that offenses are paying to big number 97 and how true of an impact he has when he's out there on the football field support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning as a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. 
I think the other thing that also really helped the Giants is, you know, if folks remember to way back, like week one, week two, we said the sacks would be coming. The Giants are winning a lot of their pass rush. Uh, their pass, ru- pass rush win rate. God, I wish ESPN would come up with a different title for that, but whatever. <laughs> has actually been among the highest in the league. It's pretty consistently been top 10, top five. The problem is the Giants have faced a lot of very, very fast offenses. So quarterbacks have been able to get the ball out. Brock Purdy, Tua, uh, to a, a jo- Josh Dobbs had a very quick release. This game, the Giants didn't see anything like that. And I think that was also part of what helped set up the defensive front for the absolute sack fest that was the first half of this game where I'm sorry, the the Washington offense was just glacial and Sam Howell does not process quickly. And when he had to, his placement was all over the place. I don't think Eric, the enemy did him any favors in the first half. Love, loved what he did in the second half, but I was sitting there maybe about third drive for Washington. And I was like, all right, they'll start moving the pocket a little bit. All right, they're going to start getting him out on the run yeah. a little bit, and they just didn't. He just stood back there the entire time, and I was like, "What is Eric Bieniemy doing? Like, this is terrible." And it took him to about midway through the third quarter to realize that. So I don't know what took him so long to adjust. I don't. And I uh, say, yeah, so sorry, man. Sam Howell, just you're right. Slow processing. You could see the ball jump out of his hands. Like I, I look at Sam Howell, and I'm like, I understand why people are intrigued by this young quarterback. I really do, but. Just man against Wink Martindale, that's like the last coordinator you want to see, especially with Dexter Lawrence, because the interior parts of that offensive line are a little bit suspect at the moment. We got to talk also, bro, before we get out of here. First off, Darren Waller, seven for 98 with the touchdown, eight targets. That's what we expected Darren Waller to do. This is the Darren Waller that we all expected to see. Jalen Hyatt, same thing. Look, he only had two catches. They were for 75 yards, though, with five targets. Two huge, like this entire game was played in the midfield unless Tyrod Taylor was targeting Jalen high. And then it just flipped the entire field on its head, right? Like he's a, he's a difference maker. It it really was. And those were the plays that we have been waiting to see from the giants, see them, you know, run a little bit of play action and then look down the field. And, you know, again, kudos to Tyrod for uncorking those plays and also for his placement, like the, the Darren Waller touchdown right down the seam, just split those safeties, perfectly that there was really no defending that route the way he the way waller ran it and then the way tyrod threw it like you could see uh mayo giants great linebacker out there just completely turned around he was completely helpless the safeties could not get there and then with hyatt his ball skills we talked about at pre-draft downfield everybody talks about his about his long speed and yes he he has easy speed but he also has great ball skills. He has ball skills the way that Darius Slayton doesn't. Yeah, you know, nothing against Slayton, but the way Hyatt waits until the last second to locate the ball, picks it up very quickly, and then contorts his body to make a secure catch with very small receiving windows is legitimately impressive, particularly when you've got Tyrod out there just dropping the ball down a chimney, which, again, something Howell... He did a little bit in the second half, but also, wow, that interception of his. <laughs> Great job with the reference there. Too bad we're in Halloween season. Now, if we were in oh, Christmas season, you know, that would have been perfect. I, I have already seen Christmas cookies out in the grocery stores. I object to that. It is 
way too early. <laughs> yeah, just on the off, I want to switch to the defense here in a second. Even though we talked about the sacks, but there's one player in particular I really want to talk about. Jalen Hyde had two of the expo- two of the seven explosive plays. Darren Waller had one. Saquon Barkley had one receiving, which I felt like was going to be a part of this game plan because they wanted to get him involved against Buffalo. But Dorian Williams was all over him. Credit to the rookie linebacker for the Bills. Darius Slayton had one. Wandell Robinson he only had his one catch. Went for 22 yards, so an explosive play. And man. He just stops on a dime and changes direction. His he's got that juke stick, you know, type of moves, man. When, when you get the football to him in space, he can just juke you out of your shoes, even though he's, you know, recovering. Well, now he's recovered from the torn ACL. And then Tyrod also had an explosive run. But Chris, Deontay Banks gets his first career interception. And I know he had a couple, I think he had one holding penalty, defensive hold on Terry McLaurin, which was a really good call. He grabbed yeah. him by the chest, didn't let go oh, after yeah. five yeah, yards. Easy call. But guarding the shutting down scary Terry in the first, and I know the, the pressure also helped, but he shut him down in the first half. And then he did a pretty good job in the second half, comes away with a huge interception. I'm really impressed with what we have in this in this young rookie, man. I, I really am. Yeah, we we did see some of the some of the issues he had at Maryland, you know, with just being very physical. And he does have to get that under control at the NFL level. But the upside is there, and we have seen it this year. The Giants had two rookie corners playing. Adoree Jackson was inactive with the neck injury, and Washington has good receivers. But between the pressure and the rookie co- and the corners, they weren't a big factor up until about halfway through the third quarter. And like you said, just credit to those guys. They really they really held their own. And yes, it does help that the the Washington offense is slow. And the Giants were getting a lot of very quick pressure, but also the secondary really did its job. Secondary did its job. I mean, that includes Xavier McKinney, uh, Bobby O'Karake. Look, he didn't have the huge impactful plays, but he looked fine out there as well. So all in all, this was a huge defensive effort. Backup quarterback Tyron Taylor steps in there, slinging the football great. Saquon Barkley leaned on him heavily. Didn't have a great yards per carry, but you're running up against Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, a very good defensive front. Thought Chase Young and Montez Sweat came alive a little bit late in that game as well. He averaged 3.7 yards per carry. Saquon Barkley had some big runs in there. Obviously the fumble, but still we love Saquon. He's has a huge impact for the New York Giants. But anything else before we get out of here, Chris? This was an interesting affair for the New York Giants oh, and the Washington Commanders. It- it really was. This was, I, I was afraid that this game was going to go to overtime. Yeah, you know, great win for the Giants, one they definitely needed, but we really did not need to see any more of that football game than we had to. <laughs> yeah, Cody Alexander got, does the art of X. He is a defensive whiz on Twitter. Yeah, he was talking about the Baltimore Ravens, said they woke up and chose violence. Uh, I got to say, Washington woke up and chose violence as well, and uh, they were just committing violence against the game of football. Uh, (laughs) Great on the Giants for not letting them escape with a win that they absolutely did not deserve. That would have been just backbreaking. This season has been devastating as it is. If the Giants allow Washington to win that football game, which it it got close a couple different times, it it would have just been catastrophic. It would have been full on the meme of... uh, from that 70s show where the mother is just pouring the whiskey and it's just endless into the cup. It would have just been that for about a week straight up until the next time the giants play. So uh, thank you everyone for tuning in to Chris and Nick show. Chris, do you have anything else, bud? No, just had a a note here about uh, how Saquon almost never fumbles. I believe that was his second lost fumble since college. Like since 
becoming a starter for Penn State. I do have to wonder about the health of that left arm. You know, he mm. he did seem kind of protective of it at points in the game. I noticed him kind of wave off teammates who were trying to help him up when they were doing it on the left side. So I think that's something we do have to keep an eye on. I fully expect him to play next week against the Jets also. Giants are hoping, expecting to get Andrew Thomas back. So maybe at least one of their guards can go back to playing guard at next week. Uh, I fully expect to see Saquon out there, but it is something to keep an eye on. And also Gary Brightwell left this game with a hamstring injury. So yes. it's certainly something to keep an eye on because that would mean a lot of Eric Gray who needs to hold on to the damn ball as the punt returner. And then also Matt Breida. But thank you everyone for tuning in to the Chris and Nick show here on Big Blue View Radio. Please, if you have not done so already, like and subscribe, leave a comment on the podcast and head on over to BigBlueView.com where we will be covering this New York Giants victory. Haven't been many of those this year, so please enjoy. Thanks, everybody. Take care of each other. Have a lovely day.